Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe Kuzma, and this is The Discontent Show. It's where you've come because you want to find out. you got your wheels spinning. You're not exactly sure the best approach with your content marketing, how you can improve your content marketing in this digital age. And I'm here to help today. I've got something that just it, it crosses all platforms, whether you're blogging, Even if you're podcasting, you might be writing some scripts, some show notes, things of that nature. If you're writing, this is going to help you on Facebook, help you on Twitter, where mistakes and typos are just far too commonplace. And of course, everywhere else, if you're getting into like ebooks and things that you're giving out, white sheets or just simple surveys, simple advice in a PDF, or sending out email blasts, email newsletters to all of your followers. I'm going to help you improve your writing today. It's very simple. It's going to it's going to be part of your process, part of your workflow, and it begins by choosing an effective word processing uh, app, piece of software, whatever you want to call it. Now, a lot of eye rolling is about to follow this because I'm about to recommend Microsoft Word, and I know in the past I wasn't always a big fan of Microsoft Word. In fact, I really disliked people sending me things in word but i've come i've come to accept the fact that microsoft word is pretty darn good at what it does now you don't want to do all of your formatting necessarily in microsoft word if you're going to paste it into a wordpress blog for example you go and do that some of that stuff carries over you're going to want to just paste plain text maybe even put it in a plain text editor but When you're getting started and you're looking for correction, spelling, grammar, and things of that nature, plus some of the other stuff that I am going to recommend here, well, you're going to want to use Word. If you happen to be on a Mac, your equivalent would be Pages, but there's also Word for Mac. Some of these tools are cross-platform. Of course, there's online equivalents. You could use uh, Office Online now and use uh, right in your web browser a version of Microsoft Word. That's not too bad as well, but you might lose some of the other things I'm going to recommend later on in this very program. Google Docs, also a very formidable word processing program. But what I'm really getting at here is, is when you begin to type any sentences, any words, we're all prone to typos. We don't like to proof our own work. We just we just wrote it. It's boring to reread it, right? Well, one way to fly through some of this is if you begin to write this stuff with Microsoft Word, you're going to find that you get the little squiggly lines. It's the same thing if you use Outlook, if it's in an email, although email tends to carry over a little bit of formatting that I wouldn't like. So one of the things that you want to do is you type everything up in Microsoft Word. You could save it. If it crashes, you get it back. When you're just typing in like a WordPress blog or a Facebook post, you could lose that very easily. And of course, when you go and you hit you know, send on that tweet or you post something out in the Instagram world, Instagram, you could kind of come back and edit. Facebook, you could come back and edit. Twitter is permanent. Then you have to delete and start over if you have a typo or you had a spelling or grammar error, some type of punctuation. You know, 
this is where Microsoft Word comes in very handy because you can go through, you could do a spelling and grammar check, of course. You could look and see what your formatting is. I would just stick to the default settings, default fonts, default colors, default font size. You want everything blah, just very basic. Ignore all of these other frills. Don't get too heavily involved in making everything bold and italicized and big headers and all of these other things. But which, by the way, when I talked about improving your writing uh, for, for blogs, for being eye appealing, go back to that episode because there's some tips there as far as where you want to use headers, bold, italicized, and of course, on the web, never use underlining now <laughs> because people will think it's a link, of course. But if you're on Facebook, none of this formatting is really going to matter because you can't make anything bold. It will matter if you go and you put it into emails, if, you, if you're sending individual emails, if you're using a service such as a MailChimp or a constant contact. This is going to help you from having any type of spelling errors. Going to help some of the grammar errors. Of course, if you have excessive comma use or run on sentences and things like that, you may not find all of that, but you're going to see it a little more in the wide open if you go and use these review tools that are built into a word processor such as Word, Google Docs, of course, and um, Apple's equivalent with Pages. Also has this type of stuff, but that's kind of where the bucks stops because if you're a Windows user, you're not going to be able to use my second favorite tool. It helps me save a lot of time. You're probably very familiar with this. If you're using a smartphone, uh, it's predictive text and there is an equivalent to getting some predictive text on a PC in the Windows environment built right into like Microsoft Word, Microsoft Outlook, even a Google Chrome web browser extension or a plugin is a more common name for that. And what it will help you do is, is that you could actually put in your industry st industry categories and things into this program called LightKey. Now, the reason I don't recommend necessarily typing all of this, like maybe with an iPad iPhone, an Android phone or something like that is one, I have fat thumbs. And two, I cannot type the 96 words per minute. Yeah, a little mind blowing, right? 96 words per minute. I could take that to the next level over a hundred and some with light key on a PC, but I can't do that in a digital interface. And even if I have a, uh, a keyboard for my iPad, it's very difficult to go back in and edit on tablets because it's all touch screen. You don't have any mouse support, the highlight, click, drag, copy, and paste. And it gets to be kind of a pain in the butt. So I'm trying to save you time versus wasting your time, be a little more efficient. Now, if you're a road warrior and you have to do this stuff on an iPad or something like that, so be it. But uh, you may even have some of that predictive text in there. But what LightKey helps you do is, is you'll have some industry terms. A lot of times when I'm, I might be doing a blog on sports, uh, on computers here, also with the digital and content marketing, a lot of those words that I frequently use or have already used used uh, uh, earlier when I was typing within that same document or a previous document, it, it kind of has an artificial intelligence to it. It's not quite, you know, HAL or one of these supercomputers or something, but it's going to help save you some time because when you start to type something, it's going to try and predict what it is you're typing. It's going to show up a little bit in gray. You can hit the tab key and boom, you just saved yourself from typing maybe maybe 10 letters if it's a long word or a phrase, a commonly used phrase that you put in a lot of your documents. And you can just zoom along. Of course, you want to be careful because sometimes it doesn't really know past, present tense. And uh, another cool thing with like key too is, is punctuation. You know, sometimes you can just, it'll give a space after the word. And if you hit a period, it'll 
take that space between the period and that final word out, and then you'll start fresh anew uh, with your next sentence in a capital letter. But you want to be careful because sometimes it doesn't always work. And that's why there are some really cool tools for like spelling and grammar. Now, obviously, Word, you could add words to your own dictionary. You could do that even with Light Key. It's pretty cool because you're just staying in Word now because Light Key is kind of baked into that. Once you install it on Windows, it's going to run there kind of in the background. But there's another plugin. You've seen this advertised probably if you've been on YouTube or you're starting to see it sometimes on commercials and different ads on TV with different programs. It's called Grammarly. Now, here's something important to know. Note, because I've already mentioned, you know, pages for for your Mac, you know, Grammarly, I believe, has something that might work with that. They do have Word for Mac. This utility, in order to use it, if you use it outside of like the Microsoft Word sandbox, because it has a plugin, it has an add-on where you can just hit a button within Word, and it's going to analyze everything. Now, you got to be careful. You want to save everything. You may even want to copy another document if it's very lengthy, and you're worried about the changes that Grammarly makes, because you can't do a Control-Z. You can't undo whatever just gets done with Grammarly. They are permanent changes. And a lot of it's going to do, you know, the difference between is and are. It's going to ask you about commonly misspelled words, whether or not uh, they should be combined, if it should be hyphenated, if it should be two words instead of one, maybe you can put them together. Uh, like a word like matchup is one that's very common or breakdown. Is it one or two words? Well, you don't have to go searching on the web. Uh, if Word didn't already catch this with your regular reviews and stuff uh, with, with the review tab and the spelling and grammar, Grammarly is going to help you not. You don't need to use every single suggestion that Grammarly puts out there. And this is a free version. They also have a pro and paid version that gives you even more um, suggestions, recommendations, and changes at your disposal. And by all means, if that's something that you feel you need, go go ahead and get that. But it's not something I'm necessarily advocating or advertising on this program. Uh, the free service has done very well for me, as has the paid. So it's an either or whatever fits your function, fits your budget, fits your lifestyle and your processes there. But I like to use this because it does find some excessive commas and some of those words that I was talking about. And that's all within like that Microsoft Word system. Word itself is something you may have to pay for. It all depends. Uh, if you get it through a subscription like Office 365, if it came shipped with a computer, if you uh, happen to be in a work uh, environment, an enterprise environment where they have a volume license or any number of those things. College students, sometimes college students get it at a discounted rate as well. Uh, but, you know, Grammarly does have like a program that you could download on the side and then you could copy paste these things back and forth. The only thing you're going to lose when you do that, this is why I say to keep it basic when you're typing, whether it's Word, Pages, Docs, and you're going to bring something back into Grammarly and check it for any type of grammar and punctuation errors beyond the scope of those other three programs own built-in utilities to do so. Well, not only are you gonna you you will have a copy, so in case of, you know those destructive changes where you can't undo it, you do have a copy that way. But um, when you're doing it with Grammarly, you may lose you're gonna lose bold. It's very it's basic. It's kind of plain text. You're gonna lose bold and italics and things like that. So those are all things you do at the tail end. You you want to add links and stuff like that, and you could do that as soon as you put it like into WordPress or you put it into Mailchimp for an email. Um, if you have show notes, depending on where. Where your podcast is hosted and how it's hosted, maybe you have the ability to make your notes a little fancier, add a hyperlink or anything like that. So these are all things, these are
are all finishing touches at the tail end. You don't want to have to worry about emphasizing or making block quotes or or lists or anything like that. Just stick real basic because you, what you're going to find is, is that you're not going to be wasting time trying to make things pretty and stand out and eye-popping all this. And sometimes some of it, a little too much of that, you know, it, it is never good anyways. As I'm always advocating, keep it simple. But this is going to help you get to the finish line and finish any of those posts that you work on. I'm telling you, even doing like a Facebook post or a tweet, it never hurts to type these things into something that is going to check your spelling and grammar, and it's going to make it a little bit faster for you too, and then you won't you won't look foolish because, you know, like I always say, you want to be good because you don't want to focus on great. You don't want to obsess on being great because then you may never be good. You're going to be too focused on making everything too perfect and nothing gets done. So just kind of take a step back from that and just then focus on your writing. When you get that all done, you get that typed up, the finishing touches come at the very end, and then you're going to be very proud of the finished product that you have, and you should be, because you know what? People are going to recognize that you do look great, even though all you had to do was just pull yourself back and not obsess about it just too much. So those tools, of course, I said a good uh, like word processor. I don't even know if that's really a word anymore. If anyone remembers what a word processor was, I actually learned to type on a typewriter, which you may find funny. I remember correction tape as well. Uh, whiteout also very popular in my day and age. And you used to double space a lot of things too. Please don't do that on the web. That's something where you could go into word and you could do like a control H. If you've ever done this, this is the find replace hit the space bar twice in the find, hit the space bar once in the replace, and it's going to find all your double spaces, and you hit replace all, and boom. And if you accidentally hit it three or four times, you could do replace all a couple of times, and it'll say it searched the entire document. But a good uh, word program, a good word processing program, Google Docs will still get your job done for those of you who are strictly uh, on the web or maybe weekend warriors or road warriors with your jobs. If you're locked into the Apple kind of ecosystem and you don't have Word uh, available to you, Go ahead and use Pages on Mac, also very formidable. At least you get one of those steps down and you're able to do some error correction and polish some things up. Just be careful if you're going to post this into like a WordPress blog or in an email that doesn't carry over all this weird formatting and all these weird tags. You may have to do a paste as plain text and then put your finishing touches if you're going to make a few things bold or add some hyperlinks and things of that nature. So I hope this really does help everyone out as far as your content marketing because let me tell you this saves a lot of time and when you have things at your disposal that can not only proof and help you edit and polish your work but the predictive text maybe you could get up there into the triple digits typing just like I, I I do but if you can't even my single finger typers sometimes you know you find yourself looking at the keys and you don't want to do that and you hit the wrong key, well, these tools are here to help fix that. And then uh, you don't have to worry about having any kind of mistakes or anyone looking at that, reading it and going, geez, that's a little bit strange. Is that what they intended to say? It's going to make your brand and uh, your or your business or yourself look 
a lot more professional. So if you have any questions for me, of course, you know where to find me over at JoeKuzma.com and all of the various social media platforms mentioned here at the end of the show. Don't forget to hit subscribe if you like uh, everything that I have here for you. And if you have any questions, of course, and you want to you want something answered on a future episode, feel free to find me at JoeKuzma.com as well. And if you hadn't guessed already, my name is Joe Kuzma, and I always encourage all of you out there in the content marketing world and otherwise to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider, so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support, and I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.